I pledge my heart. Typical gay camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. Yeah, I mean equal rights for all except for Republicans, though, right? Any guess who that is? Anybody got a guess who that is? By the way, Casey Hendrickson here. On 95.3 MNC, also covering for Pat Miller, News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. Anybody have any guess? Poor Josh has been racking his brain trying to figure out what in the world I am playing in the studio before the show. He's like, what is this? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, that's Chastin Judge at a gay camp in Iowa. Justin Buttigieg is the husband of our former mayor in South Bend, Pete Buttigieg, who is now the Transportation Secretary of the United States of America, who the Democratic Party wants desperately to be vice president. That is his husband. This is a story at realnewsmichiana.com with videos of that, as well as other videos of Chastin running around and, well, not running around, sitting around and talking about various things in this particular gay camp. And he recently uncovered video from a gay summer camp for kids. The husband of Pete Buttigieg, uh, Chastin Buttigieg, is seen leading a group of young children in a pledge of allegiance to a rainbow flag. And, of course, you just heard the pledge of allegiance to a rainbow flag. Now, I want to remind everybody that there was a teacher recently who went viral on TikTok, got exposed, and then got really butthurt that she got exposed. And she took the American flag down out of her classroom. And when the kids were saying, hey, when we stand for the pledge, there's no... There's no flag to say the pledge to. And do you remember her response to the student who asked her that question? Well, we do have a flag in the classroom you could say the pledge to if you want, and it was the gay pride flag. Okay? Now, I've told you this before. You, if I mean, if you're gay and you want to have that flag, I got no problem with that. It doesn't belong in the classroom. BLM flags don't belong in the classroom. Gadsden flags don't belong in the classroom. Hendrickson skull and cross mic flags don't belong in the classroom, as amazing as that is, because let's be honest, it's the best logo in the business. But you can have American flags, your state flag, your government seal flags. Those things have a place in the classroom. Any political advocacy flag has no place in the classroom unless there is some kind of a lesson plan specifically devoted to it. And there is, I will straight up call it an epidemic of teachers who have a rainbow flag in their classroom. Okay? It doesn't belong there. You can have it at home. You can have it on your car. I don't care about any of that. It doesn't belong in the classroom. Now, I know that this is a camp. This is not the classroom, but I'm just obviously merging those two stories. The video is at a gay summer camp for children in Iowa. This seems to be grooming young children for sexual activity. It appears that Chastin Buttigieg made the appearance during the summer of 2019 as his husband, Pete, was running for the Democrat nomination for president of which he got uh, two black people to support him in the entire country. And both of them regret it. You can see more of the appearance of the uh, gay summer camp for kids in more videos at realnewsmichiana.com. If you wanted to take a look at it, I will put it in the daily show prep for everybody. Now, I'm tying this in with stuff. Everybody who knows me, knows my show, knows that I have zero issue with gay people. Okay, I know that some out there in the audience might feel differently than I do. Um, one of my my best friends, family friends, who is now deceased, uh, happens to be a gay black man, 
was murdered. And we just finally convict. Well, we didn't convict. We finally caught his killer uh, just a couple of months ago. Democrat mayor. Okay. Democrat mayor. And I know you'll all be super shocked to figure this out. Uh, she is an ultra pasty white lady. A bit rotund. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The reason I'm mentioning that is because of the phraseology that she used in, well, attacking Florida. Because you've, I, 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 here's the thing. Josh, have I even mentioned the don't say gay bill in Florida on this show? I haven't. I haven't. I am today. I was going to avoid it. The whole reason that I am not going to avoid it anymore, because everybody else is talking about it. Frankly, everybody else is doing a really good job. And Ron DeSantis is doing a, a good enough job himself of just completely destroying the myth that it is a don't say gay bill, because that's not what it is. But I, everybody else is covering it, because the soundbite of Ron DeSantis just throat slamming that stupid reporter in Florida was so epic, you, you couldn't not play it. I chose not to. I've got other things to discuss. But I have to talk about it today, because what's happening now is even after Governor DeSantis, some of us might call him Daddy DeSantis, when he went out there and debunked the lie that this was a don't say gay bill, which of course it isn't, even after he debunked it, what happened? Oh, the blue check marks and the celebrities and everything else. Uh, who's the uh, who's uh, Mark Hamill, the twerp that plays the uh, the loser in Star Wars? You know, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Some of you are still stuck up and think that the Empire are the bad guys in Star Wars. Yeah, you're all wrong. The Empire is the good guys. So anyway, Mark Hamill, who plays uh, uh, Luke DePetto, Mark Hamill was just tweeting out gay, 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 because if we can't say gay, we're just going to tweet out gay. Because that'll show them kind of like some people are not, you know, doing anything for Ukraine, but changing their avatars and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I stand with the people of Ukraine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there's there's a limit to what your hashtag activism will actually accomplish, all right? And as long as you understand that, you know, some people are obviously donating, some people are actually going over there and fighting the Russians, where you can get your Ukrainian uh, citizenship if you do that. But you got all of these people now, even after it was debunked, going out there and they're just tweeting out gay, maximizing the characters, just to reinforce the debunked lie that the bill is about not saying gay, which, of course, that's not what it's about. Now, here's where things get interesting. Josh, you're younger than I am. You're more recently, you're off the market now, but you're more recently involved in the dating pool than I am. Could you please turn on your microphone? I need to ask you a very specific question. You can do this. It's okay. You're professional. All right, there we go. Okay, I'm here. Okay. What does slide into my DMs mean? Uh, it means to uh, send a message on the uh, social media world. Typically of what variety message would that be when uh, you slide into somebody's DMs? Normally you're trying to procure a number at that point. Uh, for a maybe um, an intimate relationship. Well, 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 or, I- or at least to start the process of something like that. Well, it could be intimate, or you could just be looking for a friend, you know. With benefits? Uh, you, you know what? Have it's... you ever heard anybody say, slide into my DMs just because you wanted to go have a beer? Without there being any romantic undertones there? That's an interesting question. <laughs> I'd be curious to find out if there was a poll out there. <laughs> All right, get out of here. So generally speaking, slide into my DMs, which is why we jokingly refer to it so much in the show, is... You slide into somebody's personal messages on social media in order to, uh, yeah, you're you're basically rolling up to them at a bar. 
That's that's what you're doing. Okay? You're trying to get their number, maybe a date, uh, you know, get to know them a little bit better, try to, you know, enhance your opportunities with that particular individual, usually on a romantic level. Okay? Trying to clean this up because I know that some of you guys are kitties in the, in the vehicles and that sort of thing. So when you have a mayor of Huntersville, North Carolina, asking kids to slide into her DMs. It's Friday. Did I say that slow enough, Josh? I feel like I didn't. Okay, you have the mayor pro tem of Huntersville, North Carolina, told children to slide into her DMs if they live in a don't-say-gay state. There is no state that says don't say gay. That doesn't exist. It's a myth. But that's what she said anyway. She then uh, said, uh, you can express yourself to me confidentially, and it'll be an honor to be your auntie by blessing. Okay. Now, I'm sure in her mind, she's just like, Hey, strange gay people, if you want somebody to uh, be your pen pal, I'll be your pen pal. I'm just the mayor pro tem of Huntersville, North Carolina. I don't have anything on my plate. Wait, I shouldn't have said that. I did say that she was rotund. I shouldn't have made a plate reference. I apologize about that. That was not intentional. So the libs of TikTok <laughs> responded to her tweet and said, okay, groomer. And they she deleted the tweet immediately. But as is always the case... The tweet lives forever. You know why? Because, well, you post it on the internet and you can't get rid of it. That's that's how it works. Kids, always remember this. Whatever you post on the internet can't be deleted. Ever. You can think it gets deleted. Can't be deleted. Okay? It is always out there for everybody to see. And it will come back one day to haunt you. So she... <laughs> so she... <laughs> she's no longer taking the DMs from these poor kids who need an auntie that they can beat themselves with because she's locked her Twitter profile down. So she's not doing it. So now I'm, I'm at a position here where I have to address the stupid don't say gay thing, which everybody else, I figured it just covered this perfectly. But, you know, hey, it's a Friday. We got open lines coming up at 4 o'clock. You can watch the live stream on Rumble right now. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Uh, we will have Clifton French from realnewsmichiana.com to uh, talk with us. Uh, he'll be on the show at 5 o'clock today to talk about another story involving Pete Judge. And he actually apologized to me today. He's like, I should have published this before you went on Tucker Carlson this week. And he's like, you could have used it. <laughs> but he didn't. That's okay. That's all right. We'll talk with him about it a little bit. So we have to talk a little bit. Bless you. You okay? Yeah. All right. Did your soul leave your body? You all right? Okay. <laughs> He says it felt like it. <laughs> uh, so we got to talk about the this grooming situation in Florida. And that's what it is, okay? I, I'm sorry. You know, Chastin, Buttigieg, there's nothing wrong with having a gay club and, and a, or a gay uh, camp or anything like that. The, the Pledge of Allegiance, rewording the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay flag and putting the gay flag in the classroom, things like that, that's problematic. Okay, come up with your own little thing. I, I don't have a problem if you come up with your own little thing, but once you start... Saying America doesn't matter, we're just going to take America's pledge. Because you're not allowed to say America's pledge in the classroom anymore, but you can say the gay pledge. Come on. This is, it's getting ridiculous. And everybody kind of knows what's going on. And then we're going to get into, we're going to get into this priest. This priest who molested a couple of kids and is not going to jail in Indiana. 
It's almost like we have a theme today. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. Okay, the sheer amount of people who are on my backside about the chocolate milk story that I have. Didn't I tease that for Monday, Josh? Didn't I tease it again for Tuesday and Wednesday? And then I I've, I have been teasing the chocolate milk story the entire week. I have forgotten it every single day. I am terrible at what I do. <laughs> so I, I, will, uh, I will do my best to get to the chocolate milk story today. Because I've got, like, I don't know, several people in the live stream on Rumble, several people in the live stream on my website. I've got Josh, who is in my ear about it constantly. He's got it written down in front of him. So we will get to the chocolate milk story at some point today. Because the government's coming for your chocolate milk. In the meantime, we've got to talk about groomers. Casey Hendrickson here, by the way, 95.3 MNC. And also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, WoWo, 107.5 FM. And once again... Uh, we are only one segment into the show, and I'm sorry, Pat. It's, I have to apologize to him almost every single time I do a show. That's the problem. When, when you fill in for a decent human being and you're not, this is this is a problem, folks, okay? It's just, I'm sorry. It's just how it is. He's nice. I'm not. So, we got a bunch of brain-dead oxygen thief amoebas on social media just tweeting the word gay. Why? Because they're pretending that the don't say gay bill, which isn't a don't say gay bill, has, doesn't even have the words in it. The entire bill doesn't have the words in it. So I want to play for you. This is, uh, well, hold on. I got to bounce out of 29, don't I? Ah, whoa, whoa, clocks. Okay. All right. I will get to it in a second. I always forget about the change in clocks. I'm going to play you the exchange that DeSantis had with the reporter, and I'm going to tell you the latest things that are happening with it, including his amazing press secretary taking down the groomers, and then we'll also get into the priest in Indiana who raped a couple of kids and isn't going to jail for it because judges are also largely pedophile. We'll talk about all that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, 1190, Wawa, 107.5 FM. All right, here we go. Now we can do it. We can finish talking about the groomers. Then we'll have open lines at 4 o'clock. You can call me about any old thing that you want. Casey Hendrickson here on 95.3 MNC, also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. This is Governor DeSantis. This is shortly after the exchange that he had with the reporter who called it the don't say gay bill. This bill in Florida... It's not a don't say gay bill. It's not an anti-gay bill. It's not an attack on LGBTQ+. Nothing like that. What it is, is it's a, a definitive, you're not going to groom our children in kindergarten. Period. That's all it is. So I want you to listen to the further explanations of Governor DeSantis about that bill after he had his, his exchange where he throat punched, figuratively, the reporter. Although it would have been nice if he actually did it for real. Cue up my audio, please. It wasn't like my legislation. Like I have certain big priorities that we did. This is something the legislature felt strong about. So I start getting asked about this by the by the media, um, and and I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, they're getting spun up. I see the le- I see you know you know how this works, right? And I was like, there is no way it's true. And I didn't even look at the bill yet. I just knew it wasn't true. 
And so you actually look at the bill, and it says no sexual instruction in grades pre-K through 3. And so how many parents want their kindergartners to have transgenderism or something injected into classroom instruction? And so I think those are very young kids. Um, I think uh, the legislature is basically trying to give parents assurance that, you know, they're going to be able to go and this stuff's not going to be there. But there's nothing in the bill that says anything about you can't say or this say. It's basically saying for our youngest students, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six years and seven, do you really want them to be being taught about sex and this is any sexual stuff but i think clearly right now we see a lot of focus on the transgenderism telling kids that they may be able to pick genders and all that i don't think parents want that um for these young kids and so i think that's what they were trying to do now and and i and i think that's justifiable i think it's inappropriate to be injecting those matters like a transgenderism into a kindergarten classroom at the same time if you oppose that you have a responsibility to be honest about it. Uh, what about that specifically? Yeah, you can create a false narrative. You can stage a protest. You can do all those things. Uh, but you're not telling the truth about what's actually there. And, again, I didn't have a dog in the fight because it wasn't my legislation. The legislature took the lead on it. Um, but when I hear these things and then I look on the paper about what it is and there's this massive gulf between what it actually says with respect to these very young kids versus what some of these uh, protests in the Capitol or whatever are about, you know. And I get it if you're intentionally just trying to create a political narrative and you know it's not true, but you still do it. That's unfortunately the world we live in. Very reasonable. Of course, you read the bill. Everything he said is true. Everything that all of these so-called activists and advocates are saying is not true. But the problem is that you can't get anybody to actually read any scientific studies today. They won't actually read any pieces of legislation. They won't read transcripts of anything. They won't read beyond the headline, maybe, if you're lucky, the first three paragraphs of an article. They won't read. And that's the problem. And then they formulate these opinions based on what the mob tells them that they're supposed to believe. So here is the amazing press secretary of Governor DeSantis in Florida, who, again, attacked them as groomers, both state and national Democrats, have repeatedly referred to Florida's HB 1557 as the, quote, don't say gay bill and have fervently lobbied against it. Despite Democrat labeling, the legislation is aimed at banning same-sex education for children in elementary school. Um, And it's not just same-sex, it's all sex education for kindergarten through third grade. And there's a lot of people out there, frankly, who think that it probably needs to add another two to three grades on top of that. So Christina Peshaw, who is amazing, by the way, Uh, currently serves as the press secretary for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, referred to Democrats as groomers for pedophiles over their fierce opposition to the bill. Currently, HB 1557 has made its way through the Florida state legislature and awaits the signature of Governor DeSantis, who is expected to sign it. Uh, Again, this is a national file story from uh, a couple of days ago. So, yeah, two days ago on the 9th. Uh, The section of the bill that has drawn the most extreme reaction from left-wing activists, politicians, and media states that, that discussions of sexuality and gender should not take place in classrooms with students at the third grade level or lower. The bill also states that parents should ultimately have a say in what their children are exposed to in school. Quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grades three. That's that's the legislation. It's period. And that's 
anybody who's actually had kids knows that that is reasonable because they don't comprehend any of that. So you have to wait until they get to a stage in life where they can start comprehending it. You don't mold them to the way that you like. How many teachers did we have over the winter who got caught boasting about their brainwashing of children in preschool and kindergarten in brainwashing them in gender identity? We caught a lot, did we or did we not, Josh? I I covered a lot of those stories, didn't I? And that was because of their boasting on TikTok. They kept going to TikTok and talking about how they were teaching preschoolers that they could change their gender whenever the heck they wanted. So that's how you get legislation like this. Now, for those of you out there who might oppose legislation like this because you want to have that conversation with kindergartners and first graders and second graders and third graders and even fourth and fifth and sixth, but sixth grade, maybe you start getting into, all right, you can start having sex ed. But certainly kindergarten through third, anybody who's ever had kids can understand that that does not belong in that age group. That's not appropriate at all. But it is put there because you know that those kids will believe whatever the teacher tells them and you can manipulate their upbringing by putting it in the classroom at that age. And you can do so largely without the parents knowing about it and without the parents having any, quote, negative influence on their own child. That's why they want to do it at a young age. They want to brainwash your kid. You could say they want to groom them. So let me give you an example. I've said this my entire career. I pointed this out. And the reason that I know this is because of my time growing up, Las Vegas, many of you know, I was in a very serious relationship with the daughter of a very famous adult film star. And because of that, I knew a lot of people in that business, in that industry, including many of them who would routinely travel to Washington, D.C., and would engage in various activities with high-profile politicians and a lot, a lot of federal judges. And over the course of my, my career, I've routinely run into attorneys who have consistently pointed out that there's a lot of people on the bench, judges, who are frankly pedophiles, and that these pedophile rings have secured this veil of security around themselves to protect their kind from serving any real jail time when they prey upon children. There's lawyers, there's judges, there's politicians, there's established business people, the Jeffrey Epsteins, if you will, of the world, and there's a heck of a lot more of them than you really want to admit actually exist. And frankly, I think it would shock an awful lot of you. You know, part of the reason that people support open borders is not because of this humanitarian thing, even if it's misguided. Now, they want slaves, folks. They want people to be trafficked. So we're going to talk about this, this uh, Fort Wayne priest and getting out of going to jail. I'm, so, I'm actually really happy this story broke yesterday because now today I'm on WoWo as well because we get to talk about this. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, WoWo 107.5 FM. And open lines will be starting here in just a few minutes. The phone number to join us for open lines, Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line 574-2595-953. That is 
1-800-849-9453. And we'll take those phone calls here in a little bit. So, the man who served as chaplain at Bishop Dwanger High School and was arrested on sex crime charges will spend no time behind bars after a special judge accepted a plea agreement. So, in court yesterday, David Hunick, rhymes with something else, pled guilty to battery with moderate bodily injury. The child seduction and sexual battery charges were dismissed as a part of the plea deal. That was accepted by the special judge. The agreement calls for him to spend 180 days on home detention and a year and a half on probation, which, of course, he will get off early on as long as he behaves himself and doesn't try to molest any other girls. Uh, Hunick was ordered to complete 80 hours of community service and will have to complete a substance abuse assessment. Uh, No contact order was issued for the older victim, who is 19, but they didn't issue a no contact order for the younger victim, who is 17. Excuse me. The younger victim testified that home detention and a loss of his vocation was adequate punishment. Now, this is, and I don't mean, because I know that some of you probably know these young ladies. I do not mean to come off in a negative light, but this sounds an awful lot like Stockholm Syndrome. Let me explain why. Let's flash back here to October of last year. Court documents regarding the local priest facing several sex crime charges shows that he invited the victims to his home. He gave them alcohol and then assaulted them after he became drunk. David Hunick had served as pastor of St. Paul of the Cross Church in Columbia City and as a chaplain of Bishop Dwanger High School in Fort Wayne before stepping down following the accusations of assault. Probable cause documents say that the victims were 17 and 19 at the time of the abuse. One victim told police that she knew Hunick from his time as chaplain of Bishop Dwanger High School and looked up to him as a role model. She said on June 30th, the two girls were invited to his house to celebrate his birthday and eat cake. They were the only people in his home that evening. Hmm, that sounds normal. Yeah, it sounds normal for for an older guy to just invite two young teenage girls to his house by themselves without anybody else being around to celebrate his birthday. No, um, no pre-planning at all happened happened that night. They said that he offered them his alcohol. They accepted, but neither of them became intoxicated. However, they said that he got seriously intoxicated. Had slurred speech, stumbling around, got pale, sweaty, started to throw up. And after that, one of the victims says that he touched her inappropriately, repeatedly. Despite her efforts to slap his hands away, he also asked her to perform various sexual acts on him. The girls also said that he then passed out and they put him in bed when he pulled one of them into the bed with him and then groped her. Okay? She told him to stop. He did. After that, the girl said that they had several normal interactions with him, and he had apologized. Okay. But then he invited them over another time, where he did the same thing. This guy premeditated this both times. He's not getting any jail time? None? The judge basically said, oh, I think that his, uh, the special judge, excuse me, want to make sure that I get that correct, the special judge says that, oh, yeah, he seemed like he was genuinely remorseful about it. He was remorseful because he got caught. He pre-planned it the first time, which is why they were the only people invited over to celebrate his birthday. And then he did it again. No jail time, huh? I told you before, I don't have any direct information about this judge. I'm just saying 
there is a real issue with this type of behavior on the bench all throughout the country. And I wouldn't be surprised, would not be surprised if this guy was being protected because of religion and or because the judge, yeah, you know, it's disgusting regardless. And the fact that the girls don't recognize that they were intentionally victimized twice here is really sad. MNC, well, we got open lines coming up. Sorry, I was going to do my MNC news sign, but we have open lines coming up next. We'll talk to you here in just a minute. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. You okay? I mean, I can press the button. I just can't see it on the screen. That's all. Sorry, we're just we're trying to work out some gremlin that's in the system. We're installing new phones this week in the uh, the building, and my line one is missing from my call screener software. Uh, but I can still control it the hard through the hard thing, Josh. I, I can handle it that way. Yeah, we're we're good. I just needed to know their name. So, all right, it is open lines five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. You can also leave your questions on the live stream at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Uh, we will also have a taste test a little bit later on today. Josh and I will be tasting space. So we're going to, we're going to guzzle some space, dude. That's what we're going to do. It's a Friday. We're bringing back the Friday taste test, at least for one week, if not for, for more. I know people really want us to bring that back real popular. I'm also covering for Pat Miller today on news talk, 1190, whoa, FM. So to the phone lines, we go Rod, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. How you, how you doing? I'm doing well. What's up? Hey, I didn't know if you uh, saw the thing on Grisham on The View. Huh? You watched uh, The View? What was, your, what was your girlfriend's name at uh, Trump had? Stephanie Grisham? Oh, 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 the uh, the former um, first lady's lady. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Grisham. Gotcha. I didn't know if you saw, but she was on The View. I don't watch that, man. <laughs> I only catch clips of of when you know Joy Behar like makes a real big uh, fool of herself or falls down or something like that. No, I didn't. I did not see it. I did not see it. I just saw it was because it was on the news. Oh, okay. Has turned nasty. She's going against Trump. I didn't know if you saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's she's doing the book thing, and they didn't. Here's the thing. <laughs> Some of the people that ended up turning on the Trumps did not keep jobs after the yeah. uh, the White House was over. And yeah. some of them are real bitter about that. Oh. So she seems to be one of yeah. them, uh, based on yeah. what I'm, I'm hearing, that there was a request for a job that was denied, and she's, yeah. she's a little bitter. So, oh, yeah. well. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? That doesn't mean that she's, you know, not nice to look at from a, yeah. a you know, strictly platonic way, because I'm a married man, but... Um, yeah, but yeah, she's really turned on them, without a doubt. Okay, I yeah. just wonder. Okay, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you much. Later. All right. Yeah, it's no, I don't. I do my best to preserve what brain cells I have left. Uh, Pat, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask a question because it's more important, I think. Okay. Um, where in the Constitution does it permit presidents to make executive orders? For the whole country now, and it might be different uh, for military because they would come under the um, uh, forget what it is right now. The, the commander in chief, right? Commander in chief, right? Yeah, but what what gives him um, 
uh, it gives them the ability to uh, make uh, mandates for the rest of the country. Well, and here's here's the thing, okay? Uh, the Constitution does not have a provision for executive orders, okay? Um, so Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1 simply states, the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States of America. Now, here's the thing that most people don't understand about executive orders. Executive orders are not supposed to be laws. They're not supposed to be actions. Basically, what it is is the president saying, hey, I really want you to focus your resources on this thing, which is in your purview. So like with the EPA, if the president of the United States wanted to say, look, you're the EPA, you have purview over, you know, waterways and stuff like that. We're having a real issue with this dealing with waterways. Can you please focus your attention on this until this problem is solved and make it a priority? That's what an executive order is supposed to be. An executive order isn't supposed to be a law or a direction on how to um, how to you know basically get around constitu- the, the Constitution or the legislature. And that has been abused. But Congress has been abdicating that authority to the executive for, God, I've been in this business for 16 years. I've been doing it since before then. Mm-hmm. And uh, that um, goes to uh, my understanding of uh, this vaccine mandate. Uh, it's not anything that the president can afford can enforce, but some of the leaders of industries like the trucker trucking industry and mm-hmm. hospitals, they have they have bought into uh, what he says. And uh, being a private industry, they have uh, the power to uh, say that everybody that comes into their establishment. Right now, and it's very important that everybody understand this. Okay, any business that does that, they're doing it on their own, and what they're Uh doing is they're just using Joe Biden as an excuse to do it on their own. They're all choosing to do that, and they just don't want to be blamed for it. So there's, oh no, it's what the president says. It's kind of like when we had these these mask rules and stuff that were in place that were not laws. And you go into a place and they would go, it's the law. It wasn't the law. That's that's not what it was. Um, but that's how they justified saying that you had to wear one to come in instead of just exercising their private property rights, which they always had the right to do. Um, so, yeah, but no, the president of the United States can't make laws. And there's a lot of people that are challenging vaccine mandates on legal reasons. There is a, a believe it or not, right now, this is a, an amazing story here. Hold on, let me pull this up because this kind of goes into what you're talking about here. Um, And I just found it today, so I haven't had a chance to really screen it or look into it. So maybe next week. There is a Catholic doctor who is also a nun. And she is suing. um, Where? What's she's suing the district where she's at because they refused her religious vaccine exemption. She's a nun. And they denied her her religious exemption. So but she also happens to be a doctor. So, so she's she's got a lot of uh, ammo on her side. But there's a lot of people who are doing that. The problem is that that has to go through the court systems. And remember when Biden made his first announcement about a vaccine mandate? It never was law. It, it just businesses were just doing it for the sake of doing it. But he just gave a speech on TV. He never actually did it until later on, many many weeks later. And that was only for um, you know. Remember the court said that you can only do that for for government employees because they're under his purview. 
and the bosses in the in like in the trucking industry, mm. they're causing their own problems because they fire people that don't get vaccinated, and mm. it's not a law. So they're causing their own problems. Right. Yeah. And and here's here's the thing. I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're all going to get sued down the line because you're going to start to see all of these side effects come come up. You know, Pfizer just released a thing of over a thousand side effects that their vaccine causes. And the news media has been ignoring it and talking about Ukraine and everything else. Uh, the United Kingdom is is now issuing huge public warnings about major side effect issues with the vaccines over there. And they predominantly used Pfizer along with uh, the AstraZeneca. So you're going to start to see this. Everybody who forced people to take it when it wasn't actually a requirement they're going to be held liable for any injuries that may happen with those people. And you're going to, you're going to get into the point at some point, you're going to see these lawyer, you know, the late night lawyer ads, you know, Hey, do you have this? Do you have that? Did you take the COVID vaccine? You're going to start to get a lot of that in the future. Okay. And the second thing that I had was a comment on uh, the legislation in Florida saying Mm -hmm. that uh, they couldn't groom kids from uh, kindergarten to third grade. Yeah. It should have been uh, should be absolute that uh, you can't you can't groom kids uh, or teachers can't groom anybody because uh, you can't change to something else. But the Republicans have given this up a long time ago by uh, and by letting the Democrats say that it was science that uh, mm-hmm. there's all these LG LGBA teeth or whatever it is Mm -hmm. when you can't change to any of them and the only thing that exists is men or women and there you can't change to the other one anyway well and and this is this is the thing you know when republicans chose not to fight the culture war they got behind Mm -hmm. they thought it wasn't important they were just going to argue government issues and they they completely disengaged from the culture war and now republicans and conservatives are way way behind you know, you're two generations behind now. And luckily, Gen Z seems to be fighting that war, but they're young. And it's going to take some time before they're in power and they have influence and they, they're able to raise their children. So you're going to have to deal with this mess for a long time, unfortunately. Okay, thank so, you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, and I would like to say just one other thing, too, for the, those of you out there who are, are listening. You know, you... Older audience in particular, you need to embrace younger musicians who don't look or act the way that you feel people should probably look or act. And the reason I bring this up is we play a lot of Tom McDonald on our live stream. We like Tom McDonald. Um, I get musically he's not in line with what a lot of you would enjoy. But guess what? He's singing and rapping to your kids. And he's got tattoos on his face and he doesn't, he's not clean cut, doesn't look professional. And every every time I play it, there's always a comment about him being a freak or something else. I'm telling you right now, you need to stop with that stuff. You got to, because that's just, it's bigotry. That's all it is. It is a completely different cultural phenomenon. Okay. Tattoos are normal in my generation and and younger. You're going to have to get with it. It's okay if you don't like them, but you're going to have to not attack somebody just because they have them. Or have some kind of preconceived notion just because they happen to have them. That's somebody that's going to help 
with the younger generation kind of understanding what is being done to them. He's on your side. Now, there are others who are completely clean cut, look professional. Zuby is a great example of that. Uh, Zuby doesn't even cuss. Clean cut guy, very soft spoken, very respectful. He was raised that way by his parents. I've interviewed him on this show. Great guy. He's completely different than Tom McDonald, but they're both on the same side. And you would be you would be benefiting your children and grandchildren to not automatically dismiss those people because you don't like the way that they look or you don't like the style of music that they're they're doing. Um, and I'm I'm just for you parents and your grandparents out there, I'm telling you right now, you need to allow these folks to help your kids in that culture war. It is a desperate, desperate need. And the more you alienate them, the more you're going to alienate the youth from actually fixing all of these problems that we're dealing with. So you got to trust me on that. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, also covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190-1075 FM. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, also covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190-1075 FM. Make sure you go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Hit that subscribe button. Watch the live stream to the phone lines we go. Lynn, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Hi there. Uh, thank you for thank you for being a beacon of light in the darkness that is in the world today. I don't think I've ever been described as a beacon of light, but I'll take it. Um, I was wondering if you had any feedback from the gentleman who you, you emailed about my visa situation. Yeah, so, uh, you know, here's the thing. I actually am going to be talking to him later today because he has not responded on that. So I don't know that he got my email, uh, but I will okay. be talking with him later on in the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him about it. I was just thinking about that a couple of days ago, too, because we were, we were um, going back and forth trying to catch each other playing phone tag. But I don't think that he got the email. I think it kind of got buried. So I'm going to remind him about it today. All right. I appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Is that is that all? You're just getting a status check? Well, yeah, because I was going to try to call last week, and I, I didn't get through. So yeah. I've got to try you this week. Because, you know, right now it's looking at a year to have that reviewed. And who knows what they're going to do with people coming over from Ukraine. Yeah, the Ukraine situation, I'm sure that they're going to continue to mess with. Yeah, that's not – that's man, I feel so bad for you. I will get it to him, um, and I'll see what we can do, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate you bet. Up. You bet. And for those of you who don't know, his his um, his wife is overseas, and she he's trying to get her here into the United States legally, and they keep pushing the date back for various reasons, and he's been struggling to get to get her back. Um, and nobody's really helping, and he can't find any help. So he's, he's asked for me to reach out to some media contacts to help him with that. Uh, Keith, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. What's up? Hey, let's go, Brandon. What's that? Yeah. I said, let's go, Brandon. Oh, there you go. What's up? Yeah. Hey, uh, there was one thing that I used to live in St. Louis. Okay. And uh, the radio station down there I'd listened to was similar to this. And mm-hmm. uh, there was one thing that uh, they used to talk about uh, back in the day is that Russia was going to start influencing our media back then that we won't be able to differentiate the truth from misinformation. Right. And uh, and that's been happening, what, since 2010, 11? 
Well, at, I mean, at least most of – so he, th- what's interesting about this, and I've talked about this a lot on my show, but I get it, people don't always listen all the time. Um, most of your left-wing advocacy issues, the, the big, like, get, them, get out on the street and protest issues, like environmental stuff, race stuff, you realize most of that stuff is FSB propaganda? Yeah. Most of it's funded by the Russian government, and it's it's a very big deal there. So. Well, and that's how they infiltrated it way back then. Very how true. Long is Putin, how long has Putin been in in his uh, presidency? Long time. Hey, I got to run. I'm on a hard break. Appreciate it. But that's a very good point. They have been manipulating our media, and it's very difficult to see the truth now. I've got more coming up. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Also filling in for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. Don't forget, you can go watch the show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host. I'm hoping at some point this year, the Roku channel will be released. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, Mobile app is also coming. New website, total rebranding, new social network, everything. All happening uh, very, very, very soon. Okay. What do we have here? Uh, 574 2595 That's 2595 Those are the phone line for open lines. We'll have Clifton French from realnewsmichiana.com joining us at 5 o'clock to discuss the latest developments with the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. A uh, very funny story, actually. We'll get to that here a little bit later. Uh, Joe, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yeah, a couple of things, Casey. Uh, I heard Bongino Bang- and a few other Republicans, a couple others, say call Joe Biden a vegetable. I thought that it was very rude to call. I don't like Joe Biden either, but I think call him a vegetable uh, is pretty low, you know, just like calling. Wait, hold, on, hold on a second. They're, they're calling him a vegetable? I've been calling him a vegetable yeah, in I, chief. Are they stealing that from me? No. You Did you call him a vegetable? I didn't think you Yeah, did. he's the vegetable in chief, man. Well, that's 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 not you shouldn't do that because he's got oh, if he's got Alzheimer's disease, why would you criticize somebody for having a physical element? I mean, because oh, he's evil, huh? Because he's evil. Well, he does, there's a lot of people that are evil, but if they got if they got uh, physical elements, why oh. criticize them for that? Why don't you criticize them for? Things like for being evil, why criticize well, for having the el- element? For, for, for me, for me personally, it just gets boring complaining about him sniffing children all the time. So I kind of rotate them. So I'll, I'll uh, criticize him for one I, thing yeah, for a little bit, and then I'll move on to the other thing. So right now I'm on vegetable in chief. Well, uh, yeah, you don't well, like that. I think it's pretty immature, and I think it's I think it's uh, you know what happens. What you're going to have Alzheimer's disease maybe in the future, which you in. Yeah. Another, I just well, okay. You you got your point there, but I, I disagree with you. Another okay. thing, uh, people are calling Russians very very evil and everything, and they're trying to rewrite history and, and say that the Russians were were they're criticizing the Russians. If it wasn't for the Russians, we'd all be speaking German right now. The Russians did more in World War II than anybody. Well, the Russians wouldn't have been able to do any of that if it weren't for our country, though. We're we're the well, one that I, we 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 armed them. They didn't have any equipment until the U.S. armed them. They were done. They were finished. So you don't give them any credit for No, I give I give uh, them a ton of credit. I, I give them a ton of credit. But they would not have done what they did in World War II without us keeping them afloat. Well, it, But they, it, get, it, they get credit for fighting on the Eastern Front. You can't take that away you from them. Can, you can, 
I know you can arm you can arm anybody, but you have to be a you have to be a soldier to fight you. Yeah, you got to be a pretty tough. Soldier. Sure, they, but they were called the White Death because you ask any German, any German that said, I, you know, I, I, I get all of that, but you have to understand when Stalin made his plea for equipment, they, they were going to surrender. They were done. Yeah, they were finished. It, it, it does, uh, yeah, well, uh, it, they would have been finished if if would have been any other nation. They would have been finished no matter how much equipment you had to be that a Russian to do it. They were extra tough. The Russians were the toughest, uh, most hero, heroic. People on the face of the earth during the World War II, you can't deny that. Tough, tough, yeah, but I don't know that I would I would necessarily say that they were more heroic. Um, I would say that the threat of being shot in the back is what propelled them towards the Germans. Yeah, and they would have been a lot better, too, if they, they didn't want to uh, they destroy Hundreds and thousands of their generals. Just imagine if they would have had all those generals fighting Hitler. He, Stalin got rid of them all. So that goes to prove right there how tough they are. Read, the, read, uh, read Stalin, Stalingrad. Why don't you read No, I, I, you're, you're assuming that I don't know anything about World War II. I'm, I'm a big student of World War II. I, I'm just saying that a lot of Russians went forward for the Germans because they, if they didn't, they were going to be shot. So I don't know that I would necessarily count that as bravery. But they were well, tough. They were certainly tough, and there was a lot of them. You know, their strategy was basically the strategy of China and Korea, which is, you know, hey, we don't have enough guns, so you run forward. When you get mowed down, the next line runs forward, picks up the guns, and then you get mowed down, and, and it was pure numbers. But what I, the only point that I make, I'm not discounting what Russia did in World War II. The point is, is that they were going to surrender. Stalin told us that. We're going to surrender unless you, you get us supplies now, because we're done. We're finished. And so... We were the only reason that Russia survived World War II. And we needed Russia to survive World War II, so that way the, the Germans were occupied on that eastern eastern flank. Now, I will agree with you that there is this Russia derangement syndrome that is happening here in the West, and people are gaslighting what's actually happening over in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine just released a bunch of fake dead bodies again yesterday, and of course the news media is not picking up on that. And this is, you know, there's propaganda coming out of all of it. And the, the Russians do have some legitimate complaints, as I've said before. It doesn't justify what they're doing in Ukraine right now, but they do have some legitimate complaints that the West is just pretending don't exist because they want to hate Russia, and that's not fair. Oh, yeah, okay. And then just another thing, I think that the, this whole world is, is being desensitized by uh, the transgender and everything, and, and we're, we're, we're going down the tubes. Re read some of the books about the prophecy of the United States. Read the end of America. Mm. Uh, end, of, uh, end of America. Because how evil it's become, and who are we to tell other <laughs> nations that they're evil when we got the biggest abortion rate on the planet Earth? Yeah, there's there's some people who life. feel that way. Yeah. All right, Joe. Appreciate the call, man. Got to run. Some people feel that way. That's that's true. Uh, what do we have here, Jerry? Welcome to the program. Thanks, Casey. What's up? Uh, I have an observation regarding your Tuesday appearance on Tucker's show. Okay. And maybe this was covered earlier in the week. I don't know. But when I heard you were coming on, I thought this was going to be mainly about Buttigieg. And Tucker must be concerned that he's a leading presidential candidate for the next cycle, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the show, he made an interesting comment uh, about looking for guests that were not buying into the war propaganda about Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking maybe that's why he had you on, or at least partially why he had you on. You have any inside comments on that he's never asked me about russia or ukraine well they didn't come up in the, i can't remember yeah they've okay. they've never they've never 
they've never mentioned that to me. Well, um, you might want to go back to the end of that show and listen to his comment. So he maybe maybe he'll have you on in the in the future to talk about that because you are one of the few voices that isn't buying into all of this. Well, and you know, again, all I'm trying to do, and here's the thing. I so I saw something. Let me pull this up because something that you're saying is has been on my docket for a couple of days now. And there was a, uh, a senator that just criticized him on It's Not News, it's CNN. And they're basically accusing Tucker of, of being like pro-Russia here. And Tucker's never rooted for Russia. Um, so I don't know where they're getting that from. But that's their, their whole thing. Yeah, I, I have to look for it here. I don't want to spend too much time while you're on the line. But, but basically, he was just accused of rooting for Russia against Ukraine. He's never said that on the show. Yeah, here it is. GOP Senator Blast Tucker Carlson's pro-Russia rhetoric. It's not pro-Russia. He's, he's anti-war with Russia. He doesn't right. want to go to war with Russia. He doesn't see any value in going to war with Russia. That's not being pro-Russia. And when I come on here and tell people about Donbass, that's not justifying the invasion of Ukraine and what Russia is doing. But Americans are pretending, and they're being told by their media, that Russia is only attacking Ukraine because they want to build an evil empire and re-put the Soviet Union back together again and Ukraine was just minding their sweet little business and, and being innocent farmers. That's not what was going on. And the complaints that Russia has, particularly about Donbass, are valid. Is Vladimir Putin inflating some of those, those issues and uh, inflating the Nazi issue in Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely he is. He's totally using propaganda. But that doesn't change the fact that you've got these people who identify as Russian and don't want to be a part of Ukraine. And after the revolution of 2014, they didn't want to remain in Ukraine. They wanted to go to Russia. And Ukraine said no. They held elections. They held votes. They voted for their independence. And Ukraine shelled them. That's, that's a reality. That's what happened. And if people don't want to accept that, that's fine. From the Russian perspective, they're protecting people who identify as Russian from Ukrainian oppression. From Ukrainian, uh, Ukraine's position, that is their land. And if those people don't want to be a part of Ukraine, they can immigrate back to Russia. But the territory is Ukraine's. Ukraine's got a valid argument there, too. And that's all I'm trying to get people to understand is that there is a legitimate complaint here on all sides. And when you have the news media of the West fabricating neo-Nazis in the Donbass region who think that they're fighting neo-Nazis and they're not neo-Nazis themselves, just to smear them, you got a real problem. You know, earlier this week, several a friend of mine sent me some pictures today or yesterday. He's like, look at these. What do you see here? I'm like, well, these are fake dead bodies, obviously. This is the Palestinian strategy. Um, and it's U Ukraine pretending that these civilians were dead in the street. They're not. They weren't shot. There was no damage to their clothing. They all fell down in a comfortable uh, side, you know, fetal position. Every single one of them, all exactly the same. And there's 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 no... There's no way that they're dead. Anybody who's actually seen people die knows that people don't fall that way. Uh, so Ukraine is doing a lot of what Palestinian does, uh, Palestine does. And I think that Americans need to be cognizant of that. There is a propaganda war happening here. And the more information you have, the better you're able to go ahead and actually see kind of what's going on. Um, bio labs don't mean bioweapons labs. And, you know, and it's there's this weird biolab sort of thing happening. And a lot of people on the right are saying, well, this is proof that there's bioweapons there. A biolab with deadly pathogens is not a bioweapons lab. That's not the same thing. So you're getting propaganda from all sides. And the more independent information you can get, 
the better. Um, the Ukraine, what's the latest thing? Ukraine says that they shot, they, they sunk the ship that uh, took all of the people prisoner on Snake Island. Russia still hasn't listed that ship as lost. Well, I wish, I wish the people would understand that the worst propaganda we're getting is from our media and our politicians. Yeah. With Russia and Ukraine being behind, you know, less, you know they're the lesser problem. Well, and, and look, I mean, there's two things can be true here. You know, uh, you, you can understand that the vast majority of Ukraine is very innocent in this, and they're paying a price for what has been happening on the Eastern Front there in Donbass, and that Putin is responsible for that. But from Putin's perspective, you know, that Russia released, I don't know, news media talking about this, Russia released documents um, earlier this week that proved that Ukraine was going to launch an offensive in Donbass. Well, Donbass, Russia considers Donbass citizens to be Russian, and they weren't going to allow the Ukraine to launch an offensive against the the countries. Well, they're now, I guess, you know, territories slash countries that have declared their independence. So that's why the demilitarization operation happened. Uh, according to the Russian perspective. And it's okay to say, well, that's still not justifiable. That's fine. But at least understand why Russia did what it did and what the reasons behind that are. It's okay to disapprove of their their strategy, their tactics, and in, in even still saying it still wasn't reason for invasion. That's fine. But there's a reason behind that. And it's not just Russia evil, Putin wants to make an empire, because that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. So... That's all I'm trying to say. But, of course, that labels me as pro-Russian in spite of me saying that I'm rooting for the Ukrainian people all the time. It doesn't really matter. Well, you may want to send a couple of, couple of your shows over to Tucker's producers. And, you know, you're a good person to talk to about the other side. Yeah, I, I didn't know that he had said that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I will talk to him about it. Listen to the end of that show. It's okay. still interesting, right near the end. All right, I will. Thank you very much. Okay, all right, man, appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, WOA 107.5 FM. I will do the chocolate milk story today in the five o'clock hour. I promise. Back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Van, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. How are you, sir? Hi there. What's up? Hey, so I heard you make a comment to Pat from uh, Columbia City. Uh, He calls into the show quite often. I know you know the Constitution quite well. But, you know, talking about the executive branch, executive branch executes the laws, actually enforces the laws, not supposed to write them, not supposed to make them. And I think when you talk about the EPA, if the president wants something done, he could go through the EPA. EPA is a sham, too, because they're not supposed to make laws. Only the Congress, so that would be the House of Representatives and the Senate are supposed to make laws that govern people because they're elected by the people. Bureaucrats aren't. So, I mean, the, the president shouldn't even be having the EPA or the Department of Education. None of those people are elected, so they shouldn't be governing over us. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but that's not what I was saying. Well, you said if you said, you said I, I was just using yeah, I was using the EPA as an as an example. Now, the EPA obviously can't make laws; they try to, they shouldn't. Um, but within the confines of what the EPA could legally do, you know, it would be the executive order kind of steers them to focus on something. It's just an example. 
Yeah, so. but the waters of the U.S. is a law that they're trying to do. I mean, they're trying to control farmers. Yes, they are. Yeah, and it's and it's horrendously and, and awful. And it was it was done it was done illegally. You're 100 percent correct about that. 100. percent We can and talk about that all day. All right, man. I got to roll. All right, up against the uh, the clock here. We'll have Clifton French coming up in just a couple of minutes. And yes, I will get to the chocolate milk story. I promise in the five o'clock hour. Uh, things that you get on the live stream that you don't get on the radio show nearly as much. A uh, brief history of what's actually happening between Russia and Ukraine there that a lot of Americans aren't getting with our news media right now. But that's not what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about old PD booty judgy. Uh, so we got uh, Clifton French from RealNewsMichiana.com joining us. Clifton, how you doing, bud? Hey, Casey. I'm great. How are you? I'm hanging in there. So I go on uh, Tucker Carlson earlier this week, and we're obviously uh-huh. talking about his asinine comments about electric vehicles. And you published an article today about Mayor Pete when he was still in South Bend refusing to include solar panels on EV charging stations. <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had been working on this story um, before you went on Tucker. I really wish I would have published this before it I went on Tucker. I did, here's the thing. I did send it to his booker today, and she was very excited. So you may hear about it on Tucker in the next day or two. Good, good, good. Yeah, I mean, we're back in 2018 when Mayor Pete pushed out his his you know electric vehicle charging station, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, there there was an option to put a, uh, a a solar panel on it, right? Right. Well, uh, the city of South Bend decided not to put the solar panel on there because it didn't do anything. Casey, um, shocked. <laughs> Okay, so, but here's, okay, here's the thing. We're in a a unique position here, Clifton, because we are actually going to defend Pete Buttigieg's position on this because Uh the solar panel wouldn't actually generate enough energy to charge an electric car. It wouldn't, it it would do nothing, Casey. The only thing that it would have had enough power for would be to, according to, Pete Buttigieg's own people, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that would have uh, generated enough power for is a display on the uh, on, on the on the, uh, the the charging station itself. Now, they decided to go with kind of a bare bones charging station that wouldn't have a display um, to actually save the taxpayer some money. So I give him some kudos on that. It's just he's, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth right now, right? Yeah. Everything's green. Let's go green. Let's do this. Um, except for the fact that your charging station uh, is charging electric vehicles um, that you consider green with fossil fuels. Well, in the White House put out this this thing today where they basically reiterated what Pete Buttigieg had said the other day. And they're like, oh, you know, by the way, you just get get an electric car if you're having trouble paying for gas, which we've gone over the math on that several times on the show already this week, and we've done it back when they were doing the hybrid thing in under Obama, uh, it, you're going to pay more money if you switch over to an EV. You're not going to save any money at all. But in the no, comments no. there, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're, I was just agreeing. Okay, it, but in the comments there, they're like, when we have electric cars powered by clean energy, we will never have to worry about gas prices again. No, you have to worry about energy prices. <laughs> Are you familiar with Solana, by by the way? Because Solana is not something that people in the Midwest are very familiar with. 
It's it's um, a solar company, correct? Right. So so Solana, um, they are the uh, the the second largest solar power plant in the U.S. Okay, they're in Arizona. Okay. Ivan Paw is in Nevada, next to where I used to live, and Solana. Most people don't realize this. Okay, for you greenies out there, you're gonna you're gonna get a little bit of a reality check here. Wind turbines and solar power almost never generate enough electricity, so they have to have a backup system. The yep. backup system happens to be diesel generators. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Solana got the largest emissions fine in history for being a polluter. Okay, this is the second largest solar plant in the country. Back in 2014, it was $1.5 million in fines because the solar plant was a pollution mega creator. Yep. And people don't realize this stuff. It's just nuts. Yeah. But again, you know, it's, look, maybe we'll get there one day, right? Maybe. But yeah. we're not going to get there now. And if you want to have all these electric vehicles out there, man, you better start embracing nuclear power like ASAP. Nuclear power, and that's the entire thing. So, Casey, I just want to read you off some numbers. Okay. So this uh, electric vehicle charging station, right, it is powered from Indiana-Michigan Power, Mm -hmm. which receives less than 10% of its power from these, quote, green renewables, right? Right. Listen to this. 0.3% of their electricity comes from solar. 8.4% comes from wind. Only 0.4% comes from hydro, right? Right. We're talking, we're talking less than 10% of all of the energy coming from INM to power that, uh, that, uh, that electric car from yeah. that charging station. Yeah. But, but about 40% of uh, that electricity comes from nuclear, which, you know, all the greenies want to shy away from. Right. But the majority, obviously, is coming from coal. Well, and the thing is, I know that we're we're into a nuclear debate now, but nuclear energy is completely clean. <laughs> okay. Zero emissions. Zero emissions. Um, you don't have to worry about the nuclear waste anymore. The new recycling facilities are are on on the actual plant itself. You don't have to worry about those pellets like going out to Yucca Mountain. You don't have to worry about that anymore. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. Um, but I also want to just talk about the tale of two countries. Well, let's make it three countries. Australia, okay. okay, the entire southern region of Australia converted to green energy. They have routine rolling brownouts and blackouts. Yep. Germany chose green energy, so-called green energy. France chose nuclear. France has no energy issues and exports energy all over Europe. Germany has rolling brownouts and blackouts. And the new prime minister of Germany says, look, basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, basically this green yeah. experiment was a nice idea. It hasn't worked. We need nuclear. And so he's now telling everybody, that's it. it. The experiment has failed. I'm tired of dealing with this. Um, I'm not Angela Merkel. We're going to start having nuclear energy in Germany because we have to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, once again, we got off on the tangent with the nuclear energy. Yeah, um, we do that. Uh, however, <laughs> however uh, you know, uh, Pete, Pete is not pushing nuclear. He's pushing all of this, this uh, you know, the, the, the sunshine, fairy dust, and, and unicorn farts mm-hmm. to, to power everything, everything. He is the least serious person in politics beyond Kamala Harris, beyond Joe Biden. He speaks a good game. He talks a good game. 
he is an absolute joke. And this this tells you it right here. He knows I, it, with his limited experience in transportation, um, being you know uh, changing one way streets in the in the two way streets and killing a child mm-hmm. doing that, and and putting in one. Casey, listen to me. Putting in one electric vehicle charging station in South Bend. Yeah. Um, he actually understands this. That the green energy is is not there. Green power is not there. It's not going to work. Um, but he's just he's just blowing smoke out of every uh, up everybody's you know back end. Well, and it, I have to look. I've got to apologize to Pete Buttigieg. You know, I said he had zero success um, in transportation issues in South Bend. He clearly had one. <laughs> Uh, he chose not to put the solar panel on the EV charging station. That was the right call. Okay. Seriously, this is his only electric vehicle right. accomplishment ever. Right. One. The, 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 one, the one transportation success he had was to not use green energy for the charging station. Uh, <laughs> he wants to put these all over the country. Uh, you know, I... I, I was uh, I was going back through some old stories the other day because somebody had asked me to find something that I had done a long time ago, and I found the post about when I was laughing at him when he launched the Lime Scooter program, the electric scooter program, oh, yeah. because the first yeah. day that it was launched, there was a massive snowstorm. <laughs> it was like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Well, I mean, Everything he's touched. All they, is, all they do, yeah, and all they do is pull the Lime bikes out of the river. Right. Yeah. Who, uh, do, how many scooters do we have in the river? Because I know that they pulled the Lime scooters out. <laughs> Can we eat yeah, the fish in the I, river anymore? I don't know. <laughs> but I do. I owe Pete Buttigieg an apology. Okay, I know that his family listens because they hate my guts, but I owe him an apology. He had one success in transportation here where he chose not to use the solar pla- uh, solar panel on the EV charging station. That was the one success that he had. So there we go. Oh, man. I love it. You've had a busy anyway. week. Clifton, you have had a busy, busy week at realnewsmichiana.com. I, I, we don't have time to go over all of the stories, but I'll tell you what. If you all want to support great local investigative journalism and you want to see some of the amazing stories that he has up there from this week alone that nobody else is covering, go to realnewsmichiana.com and become a subscriber. Hey, Casey, three of those stories ended up national this week. Yeah, you're uh, you're on fire right now, man. No doubt about it. So, Thank you for what you hey, do, bud. I appreciate it, Casey. All right, take care, man. All appreciate right. it. And, and I did. I sent the story to Tucker's people this morning. I was like, because Clifton sent me a text. He's like, I should have published this a couple of days ago. Uh, but, you know, it's there it is. And so I sent it to Tucker's people, and his, his, uh, his people were really excited about it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up on Tucker Carlson tonight, maybe next week. All right, we've got more coming up, including, yes, I have not forgotten the chocolate milk story, but also uh, we got to we got to we got to taste space, dude. Josh and I are going to taste space live. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. We're going to do it. We're going to take you to space. 
It's got to be a line somewhere, right? <clears throat> what does space taste like? I actually know what space tastes like. I talked about this before, but we are going to taste right now. Josh is going to join me. Unless the boss burst in here and says, no, you can't do this. <laughs> okay. Josh is going to join me. Coca-Cola has Starlight. Starlight is a space-themed limited edition soda from Coke. And we have it. It's supposed to taste like space. It's a cool bottle. It is a cool bottle. And it is red. I mean, red, the yes. sodas are red. Now, here's the thing. First of all, I have got to. This is this is imperative here because my wife uh, brought me home a zero yesterday. <laughs> so it was waiting for me at home, which means that I did not, I did not have to actually go to the store and and find it. So was that, that was that was good. It? Was she find it? Was she able to find no, it? No, um, yesterday when we were looking for it, it was at Kroger's. So we knew that it was available at Kroger. Um, yeah. But a listener of mine on my Discord server, Red Wing, uh, Red Wing brought the regular ones by today. No, so kidding. we have zero and regular. Shout okay? out to Red Wing. So we're going to do the zero first. Are we going to have to do it on the other side of this thing? We might have to. You know to. what? Let's do it on the other side of this thing. I always forget about the oh, whoa clocks, guys. I'm so sorry about that. Whoa ruins everything. Love you, whoa, whoa. Just kidding. So we're going to do it on the other side of this thing. Sorry. Went a little bit long with Clifton French uh, from RealNewsMichiana.com. So we'll we'll do zero and regular Starlight Coca-Cola coming up right here on 95.3 MNC and also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, whoa, whoa, 107.5 FM. If you want to watch me shove soda down my gullet, go to Rumble.com slash Casey the host, and you can watch the horrifying details in high def right now. Hang in there, guys. We're going to get to the chocolate milk story. I promise. I've been teasing it all week. We'll get there. I promise. I promise. It's going to be so anticlimactic. Everybody's going to be mad at me now for the whole weekend. Okay. Starlight Coca-Cola limited edition. This is supposed to be space-themed sota. Okay. I want to thank Red Wing for bringing us the standard version. I want to thank the wife for getting me the zero version so we can do both. In the cup right now, the coffee cup, we have the zero version. Josh is going to join me here. It is red. Hmm? It's, it's red, yeah. It is red. Like a magenta. It smells weird. It, it smells like unicorn poop. That's that's <laughs> what it smells like. All right, here we go. Zero first. Oh. Wow. And it tastes the caramel. It punches you in the face, doesn't it? Yeah, especially with that zero. All right, let's do the regular one, and then we'll say what we... But I tasted the unicorn. Unicorn what? Uh, the colorful flavor. Like what? a cotton candy. Oh, you taste you taste a cotton candy yeah, in that? It's... Okay, well, let's, let's get the real one. Let's see what, what real sugar... It smells roughly the same. Well, that is dramatically better than the zero. And still awful. Still awful. <laughs> still awful. I mean, that, that, it's not. That's not tooting my horn here. It's not tooting your horn. No. Well, didn't they say it's supposed to be like strawberry and and something else? Is that what it was supposed to be? I'm tasting this, and it's not bad, but it tastes flat. So maybe if Pat, if, uh, you know, pop turns flat in space, it could be it. Well, there is a vacuum. Yeah. Well, here you go. Vacuum chambers do suck the bubbles out of things. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, first of all, it's awful. And uh, the zero version is more awful. Uh, I get... My wife said it tasted like the strawberry, like the cherry, not the strawberry, the cherry vanilla that Coke already has. You know what? I can I can see that. I can see where she yeah. gets that. It's very similar, but it's not as refined. Like a flat uh, vanilla Coke. See, the zero was flat for me, but my bottle was not flat. Yeah. No, this one was. Your, your bottle was flat. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess Coke hasn't figured out how to. Had to make soda We're for not space. There. Yeah, yeah. Not quite there. Not quite there. You know what's funny is like, because I, I explained earlier in the week how we know what space tastes like, at least in the Milky Way galaxy. There is a big cloud of gas that is out there, which I assume is what like escapes from our atmosphere from politicians talking. But they they know what the gas is. So like NASA identified what the gas is, and then they found the chemical, and it's the exact same chemical that gives raspberries their flavor. So the soda is supposed to, if it really wants to taste like space, it's supposed to taste like raspberry. And so there's a Japanese tea company a few years ago who made tea that was space tea, and it tasted raspberry. Okay? So the Milky Way galaxy, apparently, according to the geeks who don't really know, um, is supposed to taste like raspberry, at least a little bit, and smells like rum. Right. That's based on the chemical clouds that exist in the Milky Way galaxy. Now, other galaxies probably taste like AOC's feet. I don't know. Okay? But the point is, is that space is supposed to taste like raspberries and smell like rum. So if you're Coke and you're going to do a space-flavored soda, it seems to me like you would just be able to go ahead and make a raspberry rum soda. Right? Right? Right. This seems... this. This seems like it would be an easy thing to do, but Coke screwed it up. So my wife asked a very, very interesting question. She goes, okay, because I explained like how they know what space tastes like and everything else according to the eggheads. And she goes, why don't they just go grab a jar and scoop it? And I, hold on. Hold on a second. She's not wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to send this message to Elon. Like, Elon, next time you're up in space, man, can you just hang somebody out with a jar? <laughs> and, and then you get it back, right? You get it back into, into Earth's atmosphere. You get it into, like, a sterile lab, and you open it up, and you smell it. It's a fart in a jar, but from space. Right? Fart in a jar is a real thing. Fart in a jar works. Okay? It, I've sent many a fart in a jars in the past. It 100% works. So why not just do it in space? And, yeah, so we didn't do that. No, we just spent millions of dollars trying to figure out what the Milky Way galaxy, you know, smells like. And my wife is like, just get a jar. (laughs) Um, I do pick up strawberry. I do pick up some vanilla. You picked up the caramel. Um, Whatever this is, it doesn't work. I don't recommend that you, you do this. I, if you drink the whole bottle, I'm kind of interested to see, like, how things come out of your body. Because of the food coloring that is in it. Uh, this is a, a purplish-red color. Um, it, it's kind of like the color of a blood clot. And, and you can't really see it on camera. You can see it just a little bit. But, yeah, it's, it's a no bueno. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you should pick this up at all. I think that there are other things for you to drink. Like maybe chocolate milk. I'm going to do it. Okay? I'm finally going to do the chocolate milk story. You know, I realize I haven't even talked about Juicy's Moulet yet. We got to do chocolate milk. We have to. I promised the, the chocolate milk. We're going to do the chocolate milk. Uh, all right. So where did the chocolate milk story go? Hold on a second. I had the chocolate milk story. Where did it go? 
Okay, juicy smoothie. Uh, uh, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Got it. <sighs> Eric Adams is after your child's chocolate milk. We're having a conversation about should we have chocolate high sugar milk in our schools? That's what Adams said here in January. Now, I'm not going to become nanny mayor, but we do need to have our children have options. Okay. Uh, Adams isn't the first official to have the idea. The cities of Washington and San Francisco have already banned chocolate milk. And a decade ago, Los Angeles became the first big school district in the country to remove chocolate milk from cafeterias. And look what's happened to that entire state. They removed chocolate milk. The entire state has been ruined ever since. So what they're doing now is they're lobbying the federal government. Okay, They're lobbying the federal government. The Democrats are the people who don't want you to be able to have chocolate milk. They're lobbying the federal government and the Department of Education to ban chocolate milk in all public schools. That is the goal. They can do it and in the city level. They can do it at the state level, but they are lobbying. Uh, and, and Adams is the, uh, the mayor of New York City, by the way, in case you didn't know. He's the new mayor of New York City. But they are lobbying to get chocolate milk banned from school everywhere in the country. One of the few pleasures that kids have, okay, Let's be honest, the places that don't have chocolate milk, higher likelihood of of violence at school. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but I'm willing to bet I'm right. So they're trying to take chocolate milk away from your kids in school because, well, you're you're not responsible enough as a parent and they don't want the chocolate milk in the school. The sodas and stuff, they can keep that, dude. Sodas are good. High sugar fruit drinks, yeah, that's okay too. Candy bars that they sell to kids for, uh, for funding their sports programs, you can have that. You just can't have chocolate milk. That's your government for you. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. It's been a busy week with everything happening with Tucker Carlson being on that again. And uh, I appreciate the support. Again, channels continue to grow. Uh, email list has been growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for that. Go to theburningtruth.us, theburningtruth.us. Subscribe to my newsletter, get the daily show prep, the podcast, and everything else. And I want to thank the Fort Wayne audience for also sticking with us today as we're covering for Pat Miller. And you all have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Take care of your families. And we'll see you on Monday. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Subscribe, please.